Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. I'm Callie Alpert, and I'm here with my dear friend and podcast mate, Rob K. Hi, Rob. What's up, everybody? Hey, Callie. How's it going? This is Rob K. here. (laughs) Coming to you. Coming to you from New York City. (laughs) No one has the benefit of seeing you, uh, but I always enjoy your facial expressions when we start the show because you get into your radio head and it's very sweet to see it's fun, fun it's, for me to watch yeah well yeah it's fun <laughs> what were you gonna say no as i say we're coming to you from the talking com network thank you yes let's definitely give props to that and to sam our engineer extraordinaire who's helping us out thank yes. you sam what's up sam <laughs> thumbs up from sam so today I would like to talk about what I consider to be a pandemic going on in our society. I'm going to try not to get too, you know, I don't like to get too uh, ranty about things. But I think that there is a major issue with people going MIA all over the place, be it romantically, professionally, friendships, Um, connections that you make, you know, close people, people that are new acquaintances, it really doesn't matter. I do think that there, I really do think there's like a pandemic going on in our, in our culture Mm. where people just disappear. Um, and I don't mean, you know, crawl inside the rabbit hole and go visit Alice in Wonderland, but I just mean people tend to go away and stop answering phone calls not acknowledging emails and I want to know I want to know where everybody's going. <laughs> I want to know if it's just me. Is it me? Did they get an invitation that I can get or something? I wanna, is there a party that I'm just right. not invited to? Some global rave somewhere that I'm just not invited to? <laughs> does this resonate for you this topic? I does it? Yeah, I mean I I have had relationships that are no more friends romantically professionally at times I think it's been where we kind of outgrow each other so it's been a natural sort of hey see you good luck hope you have a good life but it's still not easy and when we were thinking about this topic I was really editing myself already because it's like I want to come on the air and I want to sound like this guy who's never been hurt by being abandoned or rejected or (laughs) people saying I don't want to be friends with you anymore I don't want to date you anymore I want to come on and say, yeah, no, I'm immune to that, but I'm not. I'm actually really sensitive (laughs) and I'm a passionate guy and I care deeply about the people in my life. Like, you know, I've said before, and it's like, I care about people. And if they're not in my life, like, I think really, like we can't work this out enough where you can still be in my life in some way. And some people are like, no, like goodbye. And goodbye is probably one of the most painful parts about life as far as being a human being. We never want to see people walk out the door and we never want to walk out the door in a way because it's it's a sad thing. I remember in college I had this um, thing with one of my buddies where we'd say we hate breakup days because they always are tough. Yeah, they always suck. I'm also referring to because this is all these are all connected, but I'm I'm thinking more about when you don't even have that conversation. That's fine. Yeah. Certainly, people come and go in your life. Relationships in, in whatever um, version they are don't last forever. Certainly, and and that's hard enough to get used to. Um, and that's one level of this. But the other level is when people just don't respond. 
when people really go away, I'm, um, I've experienced it on levels, you know, romantically where I'm involved with, um, men that I'm seeing casually, not like super deep relationships, but where there's definitely a connection and they've gone on, um, intermittently for a few years. I'm thinking of one particular person right now who will remain nameless. Um, and you know, we'd have these, we'd have like very, just an intimate tie with each other. You know, obviously we, we, when we lived in different States too, so that was definitely a factor. So it wasn't like this, um, fluid thing, Mm -hmm. but there was definitely a connection and we'd see each other when we were in each other's respective places and we were in touch, um, you know, via phone and text and all that. And then sometimes in the middle of a text conversation, just completely stopped, just completely fell off Mm. or after we saw each other, just would completely disappear um, you know, uh, I'm thinking about a very recent job of mine, um, that I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into. I was in the trenches with colleagues and bosses in a really intense way where we really gave our heart and soul and worked very long days, long hours for a common mission. And when I was no longer working there, just wouldn't even return an email. Right. And these are people that I really thought, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not projecting that we were, you know, best buddies for life, but, you know, these were people that I had very intimate ties with that said things to me that were, um, that really underscored what I meant to them in their lives, et cetera. And then the one day when you, you know, recontact or whatever, just no, not even the courtesy of saying, I never want to talk to you again. It dredges up a memory for me or you suck or something. And I know that's not what they feel about me. If they walked in the room right now, that's not our dynamic at all, which makes it even more difficult to explain. It's a behavior that I don't understand. Um, I'm not saying I haven't been guilty. I'm sure there's examples where I've done it. Maybe if there's somebody who really wasn't a good fit for me in my life anymore, Mm. um, who was being too persistent and I didn't have the heart to tell them the real reason why we weren't meant to be in each other's lives, friends, professional, again, romantic, it doesn't matter. Right. But it's really not in my vernacular not to respond to someone. Right. Um, I think about even again, professionally, I was, I've been in positions where there's a lot of people who want to access me and the people that I'm working with or the show that I'm working for. And I've been solicited by countless strangers and I've answered every single one of them. If not to tell them, no, thank you. I don't, um, this isn't right right now or Mm. to help them better package themselves and give them a little education about what it's like to be on the inside. These are people I didn't even know, let alone people that I'm closely you know tied to mm-hmm. so i'm trying to f- gain some sort of an understanding i've had to do a lot of letting go without an explanation and i do think um that we're getting used to that and that makes me sad the fact that it's becoming common behavior for people to just disappear inexplicably yeah and that that's becoming a norm i think i don't th- I, i've had this conversation with a lot of people mm. um suggest to me that there's some real issue going on that I'd like to, you know, I'd like to figure out a way to, I don't know if I can solve it, but to either understand it or to, you know, dissolve it just a little bit. Right. I've had times where people have gone MIA, though, where they didn't give me a conversation or I didn't give them a conversation. And it was confusing. And, you know, leaving messages for somebody and all of a sudden then just not returning my phone calls or something. And for me, it triggers all that childhood stuff. Oh, what did I do wrong? This is my fault. 
and um, trying to figure out what did I say? Did I say something that pissed them off or, you know, did I hurt their feelings in some way or what did I do? And I think some people just have limits and I think sometimes they just check out and they can't even have a discussion. And I think there's a part of them that if they could, they would, but they just can't. And I think the other thing is that with the invention of emails and texting and things like that, it's sort of easy to blow people off. Not that they couldn't blow people off from an answering machine years ago, um, but I think it's a lot easier to sort of be robotic and desensitize or just be insensitive about the whole thing and not give any sort of explanation. I have a problem professionally the most with people going MIA. And I'll tell you why. Because most of my friends have just been very loyal. I mean, for the, there are some times where we grow apart or, or we fade away. I realize maybe we weren't as good friends as I thought we were. But a lot of the times my friends have really stuck through me through thick and thin. And I don't think I could get rid of some of them, really. <laughs> if you tried. I'm, I'm so fortunate. You know, um, I remember I remember one time I, I was in a fight with a friend and we were walking to my apartment and I just, I left them on the corner. I was like so angry and, you know, I was throwing a tantrum about something. I guess I don't even remember what it was about. And I walked to my apartment halfway down the block and I walked up the stairs and I put the key in the door and I turned around and there they were standing Aww. in front of my building. And it's like, that's the kind of friends I have. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate like that. But professionally, like for the show, we're sending out emails. We're talking to people that we know in entertainment, in media, trying to let the world know about it. And if I send an email to a colleague about this and they don't respond at all, I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, really? And it's like, yeah, they just can't or they just won't. They're just not interested, you know? Yeah, it's definitely um, something that I've had to really get used to. I think I, I was talking to a very and I, and I want to say that um, I too am very blessed. I feel like I have the best friends on the planet. I feel so lucky. So my tried and true, real tribe. This is completely irrelevant to. Yeah. It's just all the other layers of life where I feel like this applies a little too often. And I was talking to a very close friend of mine recently. And I feel like now I'm in the position of the people that have talked me down from when I've been hurt by this issue. I think I've gotten better with getting, you know, just sort of accepting it, even if I don't have an explanation. Yeah. So now she's a little, you know, she's younger than I am. And she's probably been um, had the benefit of creating more of a I hate to, maybe not a bubble. It's not the right word, but definitely more of a uh, um, a, a contained environment for herself in terms of her work and the um the sort of the scope of the people that she deals with so she's been lucky in that she hasn't experienced any of this and it's starting to happen as she's expanding her horizons with her work Mm -hmm. and so we were talking about it recently and i suddenly sound like all these you know all the people that are that used to tell me you got to get used to it it's how people just are and there is no explanation for it yeah maybe it just triggers all the you know all the old like i'm not a part of the gang and abandonment stuff but i still feel like it's not a it's a hard behavior for me to justify because i don't have a language for it yeah 
Part two of that, though, is what happens afterwards. And this is part of my own revelation in the last year, because it happens, um, it happened a lot professionally, especially, is that I remember pretty clearly a day when I said, I'm going to stop chasing. I really threw my, I said, I'm going to stop trying so, so hard because it was inorganic to who I was. And I was um, swimming upstream trying to create um, access to people or professional relationships or just get people to respond to talk to me about whatever my pursuit was and it wasn't happening I said all right you know this is I'm going to stop chasing I'm going to stop chasing men and I'm going to qualify that one in a second because <laughs> I don't literally chase men I'm going to stop chasing people professionally I'm going to stop chasing the middle you know friends that are burgeoning friends where I thought we had a friendship and then suddenly I'm thinking one person now in particular we were really close, had a real soul sister kind of dynamic. And then she basically fell off the face of the earth after all that. I love you. I love you. And I want to see you again soon. And, um, I just decided that it was time for me to stop trying so hard. Right. And there's a lot of liberation in that. Um, in just finding a, a level of acceptance and trusting that the people and the situations that you're supposed to be engaged in are happening naturally. And as soon as I did that, mm. um, the universe definitely showed itself to me yeah. in a louder way. That's when a lot of nat things started happening in a way more organic way that was much more aligned for me. Again, in terms of people, in terms of professional opportunities, all of it. I think in general, people are going through a really tough time. I just do. I think at this time on the earth, People are really facing their fears and they're dealing with a lot of issues that maybe they've just been trying to push away for a long time. And I think it's sort of sometimes they're just not even available to have the decency or the courtesy to say something or to show up. They just disappear. At other times, though, like I think about people that have emailed me that I don't really want to respond to people that I don't really like contacting me, you know, they may not be friends or, you know, just out and about people I've met. And sometimes, most of the time I'll try and give, you know, a courtesy email or a response or something because I feel it's important in life to acknowledge people's presence. Yeah, just as a, for just for the, in the name of being humane, not because you want to be best friends or be involved with everybody on any whatever level, yeah. which is not what I'm saying. But Yeah. So, um, but I have to say, and I, I don't mean to sound like I'm judging people, but when people can't respond to me like that, I feel sorry for them. I really feel like they must be going through a very difficult time where they can't even articulate anything or say anything. Now, and maybe they just don't want to talk to me at all. That's fine, you know, but I still, um, it does trigger those feelings of, you know, what did I do wrong? And I think for me, you know, growing up the way I did, there were a lot of hurts, there were a lot of wounds, and there were a lot of triggers I had. And so one of the things that I focused on in my life with therapy and different ways to try and help myself is to deactivate those triggers and get the emotions out of the abandonment, the rejection, the hurt feelings, you know, where did these people go? What did I do wrong to where I could get stronger as a soul, stronger as a person and not take it so personally. And I think I've gotten better at that. I got to say though, it's still not easy sometimes. Yeah. And especially with a project as, as important as this show. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that certain people didn't respond at all. And then Sometimes I wasn't. I was like, that's who they've always been. And I just sort of have to accept it. It's, you know, it's like we talk about on the show, you know, 
um, the pain is in the resistance. So once I sort of accept things, then, you know, I feel more peaceful about it. And some people, they're just not able to. Yeah, I think that that's actually a very compassionate, kind, generous way to look at it. I definitely that, think that it's was true. months after <laughs> venting and being angry and, you know, getting to that place. Believe me, that just didn't show up. You should have heard him right before we started this topic when the mics weren't on. It's a whole different I Rob. I was like ripping pictures off the wall and throwing <laughs> chairs across the room. And no, I wasn't. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, complain or act like everything's so incredulous that I can't understand one little glitch in like human behavior. But this is one that's really hard for me um, to to swallow. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, I, I t- definitely agree that it's essential for all of us to because ultimately everything comes back to the way we react. It's not about other people's behavior. Right. It's about how we own our reaction to it. Right. Right. That said, in this situation, I'm not really, I'm, that's not really what I'm saying. I mean, yes, some of it is you need to get in touch with what part of you feels like somebody's not paying attention or acknowledging your existence or validating you. I genuinely don't think that that's what I'm being triggered by. I really am just, um, I, I don't understand it. It's just one of those big things that I find so pervasive that I'd really like to have a, a better understanding for. And I know often it's because people are uncomfortable or their toolbox is made differently or they're overwrought with so much stimulation and so many emails and some, you know, spread so thin with all their life responsibilities that I'm not on their list. And I get all that, mm-hmm. but I still think this is happening. It's such a huge, um, you know, epic proportions that it's just, it's one of, it's, it's a tougher one for me to get. It really is. Do you want to analyze me? Callie, <laughs> I figured out what your problem is, what your challenge is. And I think it's that you need to get rid of all electronics in your life. <laughs> I already, I'm already pretty spare, but keep <laughs> no. going. I, you know, I can understand it. I mean, a lot of times in the show we talk about things, you know, common traits and values that we were brought up with. And it's sort of a Kodak 70s theme, you know, (laughs) you just sort of acknowledge another human being and say hello, goodbye, please, thank you, the basics in life. And I think, you know, another episode we talked about it, the lost art of courtesy. And it's like, even if you don't want to respond to somebody, you know, just saying something so that you don't leave them hanging. I think it's the kind thing to do. And I'm not saying that I try and be kind all the time, but most of the time I'm trying to treat people the way I want to be treated. And I think another thing that we talk about in the show is that in this life, you know, I didn't randomly have these people in my life. These people are in my life for a reason to teach me things and mostly about myself and I want to grow to where I don't care as much about people going MIA. That doesn't mean I don't have challenges with it and it doesn't hurt or it's not confusing. Um, it's just that I can make use of it, try and learn from it and go on and really appreciate the people who don't go MIA. Yeah. But yeah, it is something that I think it's so interesting because a lot of times on the show we try and make things simple, but sometimes they're not. It's like we just don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an answer? <laughs> that almost felt like the sweetest fatherly, you know, like you giving your little kid adv- um, advice. That was very... Kelly, sometimes <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> 
Thank you, a wise one. I appreciate that. And it's true. And I know that. And I don't like to, you know, attach or, you know, I'm dignifying this just by, you know, just uh, by virtue of us doing the show and kind of hanging on this theme. Mm. It has also motivated me to do it even less than I have known myself to do to kind of overcompensate. It's the doctor heal thyself thing. So, all right, if all you're going to be this way, I'm going to make a point of acknowledging the homeless guy on the street even more than I normally do and making sure that I even call another person back or making sure that I go out of my way. You know, so that's been my, um, my, my rebellion, which I hope at least is, is something that can be, you know, can, can glean something positive from it. Just just out of pure reactivity, yeah. you know? Well, also, I think at times it's made me look in the mirror and be like, wait, do I really need to look at myself and make some changes about myself? Like maybe they're not responding because of how I treated them or a conversation, or maybe there is validity to me making some changes and grow and be a better person. And that's happened in my life. And believe me, it didn't feel good and it was messy and I was embarrassed and my pride was hurt and I was like, oh, wow, I really said that or I really did that or I was a little too needy or maybe I was a little too serious or whatever it may be to where sort of people disappeared. And I learned from that that I can make use of that and make some changes within myself. So in that way, you know, it was helpful. I totally take that point. Absolutely. And uh, often, I mean, when I'm talking about this too, it's with people that are strangers because I, I, I'm always first and foremost a huge fan of trying to take accountability, look in the mirror, look at every situation where it, there's a trigger as an opportunity to you know look at it as a mirror so mm-hmm. that I can reflect back on me and my own stuff. So mm-hmm. that's really important what you just said. Speaking to your point though about chasing unavailable people, I've been through that and I think it speaks to a lot of the fact that like I've said, I care about people and I'm a loyal person, maybe to a fault sometimes. And I don't know if it's a tourist in me or what, but when I'm friends with somebody, I'm really friends with them unless something really drastic happens. And sometimes maybe I've needed to walk away or realize that the friendship wasn't good for me or relationship romantically wasn't good for me. And I've learned over the years to try and recognize that sooner it doesn't take away from the fact that it hurts. It hurts to realize that people don't want to be there anymore. And then I feel, you know, that abandonment and that rejection, you know, came from being a kid and then repeating that pattern as an adult until I broke those sort of triggers and getting into situations where I repeated that pattern as an adult still and learning to pick better friends and have a better picker and pick better girlfriends and pick better situations and just people, places and things in general that were better for me and to have better self-esteem and self-care about the relationships that I was getting myself into. And that came from very difficult experiences and sometimes very painful experiences where I grew and I learned about that for myself and then the people in my life in general. Um, but again, like you said, it still is confusing sometimes if you don't have any opportunity to even have a discussion about it. Yeah, especially when you're made the way like you and I and our friends are, which is to communicate and to be honest and to own up to your feelings and to try to have some closure or, you know, and again, we're talking about this on multi levels. So it's, it could be strangers, it could be casual relationships, it could be potential uh, business 
um, pursuits mm. and also like the, but not the deep relationships. I think we're both in agreement that, and at least in our inner circles, we're, we're lucky that way that this does not apply. Mm. So I think in addition to taking, although, under- although uh, sorry to interrupt, but it could happen. Absolutely. I mean, it, it does could, happen. Actually, you're right. And actually Absolutely. it happened. It happened with you and me. I got to tell on us. Because we ended up not talking for several months, and I thought you remember this was like last year or it was this year, and you called me after. Oh months, my gosh, and, I totally and forgot. You, about and you don't talk this. about going MIA. We're, <laughs> we're trying to figure out what to talk about, people, and here we are, and we went MIA in each other, and it, it was a miscommunication. It we didn't have a fight. Nothing happened. We just sort of grew apart. You got busy. I got busy. We stopped talking, and you called me one day. And you said, I don't know why we're not friends. Like, did something happen? And I said, no, I thought you, you were, were living, that I was still I, across the country or something. I thought you were living sense. in LA or Portland or something. And we sort of were like, oh, <laughs> we just had a, <laughs> we, a misunderstanding, you know, it was a misunderstanding. And then that was part of the genesis of this show, us starting to talk again. And then you called me one day and said, we got to do this radio show. So we talk about the MIA thing. <laughs> you and I went MIA on each other. Well, there and I guess we're nothing is immune, right? Thanks for reminding me. See how I conveniently block that out just when I think I have a reasonable long-term memory maybe my short-term memory I like how we started the show I'm like I I don't really relate I can't really think of that much let me think of some examples meanwhile I'm looking at a person I went MIA on I was also going to say that beyond taking uh, accountability and trying to look at why somebody might not want anything to do with you anymore, which is really an important thing to do. I think it's also to be honest about what it really was to start with. And, you know, did we project something onto it that it really wasn't? Were we projecting some sort of fantasy or hope or expectation that really had no foundation to be expected? Not that, I mean, that's a tricky word in general, but that there was no foundation to even project onto the person in the first place. Mm. Uh, So that's another way that I think um, these kinds of things can be helpful and looked at in a positive way. I'm still laughing now about the fact that you went MIA on me. Um, Actually, my sister had a very close college friend they were they were soul sisters very close and she just dropped off the face of the earth for years inexplicably and my sister tried and tried and virtually showed up on her doorstep and called and pursued and because that's a heartbreak Mm. and it does happen romantically too now i'm thinking just so many stories where one day somebody says i'm done and goodbye so Mm. again this happens on many different levels and many years later when they finally spoke this woman emerged and said that she had fallen into depression she was having some issues maybe in her marriage i don't remember all the details yeah And it was a tease. She threw out some crumbs, a little bit of a line as if they were going to reconcile. And then um, she went MIA again. And my sister had to really come to terms with committing to that rather than hoping that the crumbs were going to be laid out again because there was really nothing to attach to. Yeah. So this comes in many different forms. And I guess ultimately, again, it's still up to us to figure out what we can learn from them and also to be honest about what it really is or looking back and thinking maybe there were some blind spots that we didn't acknowledge. Maybe we were in denial. Maybe we hoped something would turn into something that ultimately didn't. Yeah, I think um, it depends upon the person. And like I said, most of my friends, I, I can't imagine them doing that. I'm sure it's possible. Like you and I did it to each other 
and it was a misunderstanding. It's funny because when I think about MIA, I think about something happening. And it's interesting that you and I went MIA and each other and nothing happened. There wasn't some event or something that pushed us away. We just got busy and a little confused maybe and forgot, you know? <laughs> so, um, wow. it's, I, you know, maybe it's just a part of life sometimes, but, um, yeah, it's a funny thing. All right. Well, I take back everything I said in the first half of the show where I was denouncing the universe for being so MIA centric because clearly I'm guilty as well, well. I think people also, they go MIA because they're so busy looking at their iPhone. I mean, it's like unbelievable. I mean, this thing is the greatest invention, but I cannot believe how obsessed people are with this electronic device. It's unbelievable. I know I'm judging, I know I'm preaching, but it's like I think everyone is missing in action because they're busy on their phone. Thank you and good night, everybody. <laughs> um, but I do think it, it, there is a there is a sense of just oh, uh, we're so um, overloaded with sens- sen- sensorial stimulation that maybe on some level it's our brain's reflexive way of it's like a defense mechanism just to sort yeah. of shut it down and cut it off and be a little more judicious in what is a priority and what's not. Yeah. You know, I, I still think it's a shitty excuse, but maybe it is an excuse on some level. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway, with that, this is wrapping up another episode of the Rob and Callie show. My name's Rob K. You can find out more about me at robk.com. And my name's Callie Alpert, and you can find out more about me on callieopper.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Take care.